and welcome to the Counter Press Podcast in 2023. I'm your host, Kirk Kinsey, and I'm here with Josh Cacho tonight. Josh, what's going on, my man? It is good to be back. It is good to start the new year as an MLS champion. Um, again, all things considered, things are great. You know, if you said, you know, get the golf game going, get my Gareth Bale on. Um, but yeah, can't, can't complain too much, you know, obviously. Um, outside the lack of a striker, but you know, we'll get into that a little bit more. Yeah. Josh's dog is trying to get in on the show too. Uh, in case you were worried, this is the counter press. We, we redid our music in celebration. Uh, the band is Glowbird, and the song is patience. Uh, so, and that was from a listener. Thank you for sending that in. That's, that's awesome. Um, man, the dog is really going for it here, Josh. Uh, so, there's a, there's a lot to get to. I think the most important place to start is with a departure. Um, Chicho Arango has been sold to Pachuca and is now gone, um, leaving a massive hole at the nine spot and more, uh, I think, ma- more of a hole with like the connection to the fans because this is a man who came in during a tough during a tough time in 2021 and just captured this the heart of the city um Josh wh- what walk me through this man yeah i mean for the long term listeners i've i was never the easiest on Christian Arango right like i i did wonder after that first season whether he would fit in you know with Vela in the way that we would we would have hoped um but you know, he. I'm happy to say he proved this wrong and proved this wrong all the way to an MLS Cup, right? Scoring big goal after big goal, um, always where he needed to be. But the reality of a salary cap league is that you're going to get put into these situations, and when you when the rosters break down the way that they do, and we, you know, again, what did we pay for him? One. 1.4 or some of that. It wasn't very I think much. It was 1.2. Yeah. So when you're paying such a low price for that high quality, I mean, again, that's when you, that's when you catch lightning in the bottle, right? It's, it's similar to, you know, finding that at Tuesta for that low price and turning a guy that turns into a MLS all-star. It's similar to, you know, some of the other teams around the league that find, you know, Seattle finding a Jordan Morris or a Roldan that can step in and, play a role in a championship winning team. Um, again, neither of those guys are on the level of Christian Arango, but at the same time that when, when the ultimately the team gets put into a weird spot, right? When you have those two DP spots dedicated, you know, in to Buanga and Bella, which again, you're there's not a, nothing you can do at that point, right? You needed both of those mm-hmm. guys last year to to win an MLS Cup, right? You weren't going to try and move Vela mid season or try and you know, like again, maybe there was some hope that they could figure something out contractually, um, that would have allowed something to happen. But given the rules and and again, you know, let's throw back to the episode with with Ben, um, where he really laid out how valuable those U20 the U um the U22 initiative spots are you know mm-hmm. again it just changes your outlook and again and when you are up against the cap you know and, and don't have that massive amount of gam that we did previously from selling players this is this is the situation that you're faced with and when you're you know you're going to have to um you know try and f- reload um f- for the next run you know and see what you can get Again, yeah, it stinks, but again, Chicho deserved to be paid, you know. And, and the club, I don't, I don't know if you're going to get the same level of production if you end up keeping him, uh, you know, on on a contract that he's unhappy with, um, you know. And then you lose him for nothing at the end of the season. Yeah, so I mean, I, several things here. Um, I do agree that it's coming to a it was coming to a point where you're either going to have to pay him uh, a DP contract or lose him. Um, to me, he's one of the more effective strikers that LAFC have had, maybe the most effective. I know people are going to quibble over that. We'll go over the the nine profile 
that LAFC is searching for in uh, in a few minutes here. But um, this is he is kind of an, a, a salary cap casualty in the in the sense that yeah you don't you don't have all that all that allocation money that you can throw at him on top of whatever he's making already, so that he gets paid above this above you know, the, the maximum budget charge, but below a DP. And like you said, you have a bunch of guys on U 22 contracts already that you have to, you have to hold on to Sifu, for example. Right. Um, so it's just, it's a tough situation. I don't like it. Um, personally, if it were me, I would have done what I had to, to hold on to him at least through the season. Um, Carlos Vela is not going to be on DP money forever. And, if you were to tell me that, you know, you can wait till the summer or when Carlos needs to renegotiate his contract, that he's no longer going to be a DP because now he's aging, then sure, hold on to him till then. Whatever you have to do to, to hold on to it, because this is a man who produced while he was here. And I don't think you can say that about any other striker except for Dio. Dio was the one, right? And for family reasons, apparently, he left also kind of abruptly. So LAFC has this problem where they can't they can't find a striker that they can both keep happy and keep around. Like I I, I don't I don't understand it. Uh, our buddy Vince put out a video, a great video on what they're looking for, and you know it's a it's a pretty extensive list, and it's kind of what everybody looks for when they play in a possession game model and they play from a four, three, three, they want a guy who can obviously score goals, who can operate from the half space can even go out on the wing. So they're interchangeable with the other players, uh, on the, on the forward line who can drop into the midfield and who can also play defense and press from the front. And Josh, there's like a dozen guys in the world that do that. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, it feels like a convenient excuse to justify letting him go. Yes. Right? Yes. You it know, feels like, like post hoc. Oh, Chicho wasn't good enough. Not, not from mm-hmm. Vince. This is just from the team in general. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, again, we heard those rumblings throughout the year, but then he kept scoring. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And again, it, then there, you run into the weird situation where it's like, okay, if you're forward, isn't, if you're number nine, you need a defensive number nine and he's pressing and these different things. We saw, you know, and that's the profile we've been we've been we've been tasked to look for, right? Not mm-hmm. no one's task asking us to do it, but you know, we've tasked ourselves to say, okay, yeah, LAFC wants this number nine, that's who we're gonna scour transfer market to find who that next guy is gonna be. Um, so we can I don't really know why we would spend that much effort, but we do anyways. Yeah. Um but you know, when you when you really think about it. Then we tried out Carlos Vela at the number nine. <laughs> exactly. Who's he not played there to a ton yeah. last year. And again, you know, he, he does what he needs to, but he's not he's not Firmino. No. Right? He's not closing anyone down in a hurry. You know, like he's doing what he needs to do to to make make sure he makes it through the season and, you know, healthy and can be available for the stretch run. Right? That's it's it's also a casualty, you know, and, and the reality of playoff, you know, of a playoff league, right? Where yeah. you are going to see some of the, you know, it's, that's why it's weird because again, if you're trying to win the league, you need, you know, these guys playing, playing heavy metal football, pressing, you know, 90 minutes a game, doing this thing because your goal is to try and, you know, win, you know, to win as many games as possible. But Liverpool didn't win when they were pressing at 90 minutes a game. Liverpool finally won where they brought quality and sat back when they needed to and were were pragmatic about that, their approach, right? Because, again, you could see them just dropping left and right throughout the course of the season. Look at the Bielsa squads, right? It's it's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's not wrong in the sense that this is the, the way that it's it's beautiful football to watch. But when you think about the the totality of what you need to be able to do and play multiple competitions and what we're in five this year, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. To say that we needed 
that we're going to value that defensive presence over a guy that scores goals is a tough pill to swallow, yeah. in my opinion. Um, you know, and again, like, and if that's the guy you truly want, good luck trying to outbid Manchester City, yep. United, well, maybe City, maybe they get FFP'd into <laughs> oblivion or whatever the yeah. heck is going on. You know, they're going to be in the championship next year. Um, but, you know, what good? They're, you're not. They're not. You're not outbidding one of these EPL teams, right? right? Chelsea's gonna spend. You know, but buy him as the 19th striker on the roster and loan mm-hmm. them. Maybe you get convince Chelsea to loan him back to you, right? But you're not finding. You know, you're not gonna sign. I, we don't. Not, we don't not, have. We don't have great results trying to convince Chelsea to loan us people. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> right, but so again, you're gonna have a tough time trying to compete on the world stage as it as it currently stands. So yeah. what? ultimately you're going to have to do is develop it from your youth, which I'm all for it, right? If that's what you're going to do, we're going to tell them, you know, we're going to find that striker. You know, I'm sure there's a, there's a, there's an elite level talent somewhere in LA, you know? Sure. You know, we, you know, the, the, maybe the infrastructure isn't quite the greatest and, you know, we can all refer to you on the downsides of the U S soccer pyramid and how it, hasn't allowed one of those guys to develop. Um, but as, as current, right, that's, that's probably your only pathway to having that complete of a striker. You know, you're going to have to have some trade-offs and when Chicho's scoring as many goals as he is, again, it, it makes it really tough to say, okay, or at least it's going to make it really tough on the next guy that they put in there. And you're going to, and you're going to have to try and convince a fan base that saw what that man did and brought us mm-hmm. home. You know, again, that guy. What is it? That that goal against the Galaxy. Yeah. Right in the in the playoff game, like, you know, where are you without him? Stoppage time winner. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and so again, it, it's it's kind of you're just in this this situation where, you know, you you as a obviously we know you're in a tough place from a salary cap position, you know, and I don't and we don't know what what's going on behind the scenes, right? That's the other part of it too. It's like, if if I am Chicho and I just did what I did, am I risking my body on whatever I'm making, right? Or am I going to try and force my way out to get a bigger deal? Yeah. You yeah. know, as a, as a, to the fans, you know, we, we don't have to like it. To the individual player in a, in a, in a, as cutthroat of a profession as professional sports, right? How many guys have we seen been that guy, they get hurt and then we don't hear from them ever again. Right. And yeah, but I mean, if you're, if, if that's the, if that's what you're basing your signings off of, it's like, ah, well, if you get hurt, it's all over. Like that's sports. So if, if that's that's going to, but if you're going to paralyze you, then you're in the wrong business is what yeah. I would argue. But, but, you know, so if you're Chicho and you've, you've just put in the work to try and get, you know, to be able to get paid and then the team that you're pl- currently paying for either won't or can't. Yeah, no, I, I, I have no problem with Chicho asking for more money. He deserves it. My problem is the team prioritizing other positions over this one still. Hmm. When you finally find a guy who is both happy to be here and producing again, there's only two guys that have produced at that spot and it's Dio and it's Chicho and Dio wasn't happy here and Chicho was, and it's like, okay, well, there you go. There's your answer. That's your guy. So that for me, that's why it's so difficult is because you finally found the guy that fit. And again, it's like this post hoc analysis. Well, Oh, he doesn't defend that. Well, Oh, he doesn't press with a, he doesn't effectively use his cover shadow when he yeah. presses. And I mean, it's like, to that's me, it's what like your midfield had, is for. Yeah, if, if they had just said, if they had just said, it's a cap casualty, we would have loved to have him and left yeah. at that. I'm probably, it probably sits better with me. Yeah. Right. Like I'm going to yeah. be a lot more forgiving of that because what can you really do? Like, right. Like, because honestly, I, I, I don't know, you know, I'm not sure outside of trying to trade Carlos Vela. Yeah. How do you make it work? Or, or, or you got it. You got to get, or you sell Sifu and 
Yeah, you would have to move Sifu and Palacios? No. I I mean, if you wanted to make him a third DP. The the problem is honestly Carlos's DP contract. That's what the problem at this point. And I don't know if it's an actual problem because, of course, you'd like... If Vela's still healthy and engaged, then you you, then you pay him. Yeah. You pay him what it takes to keep him around. Uh, I mean, personally, I would love to see him stay and retire with LAFC. Um, but I mean, what what do you do? What do you do? Yeah, so I, mean, I, I, I ideally, right? And again, I don't know if I don't know if this was if you could have got him. You could this was something you could have convinced him of last summer. Right, is to do the Diego Valerian right off into the sunset, right? Yeah, it goes from a DP to a TAM, you know, and you're good, you know. And then he, like I said, that's it, right? But I don't know. At the same time, it's like, as an athlete who only has so many contracts, are you going to take a pay cut? How how often does taking a pay cut in professional sports, work out for the athlete. I mean, sure. I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm talking Carlos, strictly Carlos from isn't a, worth like, that's fine. But Carlos isn't worth what he signed for five years ago. He's not. No, for sure. And like he, he knows that. Right. So of course, like you have to, he's going to maximize his, his earnings, of course. And like, we should anticipate that and applaud it. But, because of the MLS rules and because you're now locked into this U22 thing and because you can't get out from underneath Carlos's contract or buy it down, you're stuck. And so Chicho's the, Chicho's the casualty. So, I I mean, at this point we've been talking about this for like 10 minutes. We probably just need to move on, but uh, it leaves a, it leaves a massive hole. There are, there are no number nines on this roster and we're going to, we're going to enter a season where, like you said, we're playing with five in five different competitions and there's no number nine. Um, Boanga seems to have filled in there a couple of times. Vela's filled in there in the past, but again, neither one of these guys fit those boxes that you claim that you're searching for. So you must be on the prowl for somebody. And, you know, if they sign Obama Yang on on loan, then all this is probably a moot point because you upgrade from Chicho, right? But still doesn't defend. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's probably gonna score even more goals, but yeah. Um But again, like that's why I I wasn't a huge fan of the of the what do you call it? Of of how how it was explained. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. if you will. Right yeah. again. Just just tell me. Just tell me he's a cap casualty. You know, I don't need to be, you know, I, you don't need to, to sugarcoat it. I mean, you point. have it built in right there. You just said, like, look, the league constrains us. And, I mean, this is the truth. So yeah. I think this is why it frustrates me even more is because it's like I want them to tell the truth about the league. Teams have to put the league on notice that they are holding them back, right? Like you said, they found lightning in a bottle with Chicho and they want to pay him more and they want to keep a superstar in the league producing. I mean, this is already the second time it's happened, right? But that same thing happened to Zimmerman. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So anyway, okay, so Chicho's gone. Blessing is gone. Mendez is gone. Uh, Segura is injured. Long term again. Um, you let's see who am I missing here? Josh Bale is has retired. Teo is gone. Uh, Escobar is gone mm-hmm. as well. So there's a lot of turnover here. Um, plenty of new faces coming in. Aaron Long was like the first big signing. Um, proceed with caution is what I'm going to say about Aaron Long. Uh, he was MLS Defender of the Year, which means nothing. Um, I think he was just on a good Red Bull side that pressed really effectively. So he looked better than he actually is. Uh, if you've watched him with the U S you know that he cannot do anything on the ball. Um, his passing range is extremely limited and he doesn't like to be on the ball. 
you can tell this because he he will give it up as soon as he gets it and it's all first line passes behind the pressure just sideways passes um i think his defensive skills are overrated and if you want to see that go back to the world cup qualifier against panama when he came on with about 20 minutes to go and within 30 seconds he's being cooked by panamanian attackers so do i think it's a good signing yes because there, it, it was a position of need. Uh, if he's the fourth center back on this roster, I'm okay. If he's getting significant minutes and playing over Chiellini or even uh, Maldonado, then I'm going to be upset, Josh. Yeah, I mean, we have have never been once, I mean, again, as a Liverpool fan, when that, fifth, that report came out that uh, Red Bull wanted $15 million <laughs> for him and... <laughs> Apparently, Liverpool were interested. I, again, not, not what anyone wanted to hear. Um, but again, I think our biggest criticisms have been what he's done with the national team. Again, we just, I'll, I'll reserve my judgment until I see him in the system, right? Yeah. Again, I, it, it, the the body of work doesn't bode too well. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, but again. I'm I'm happy to be wrong in all these cases, right? Yeah. Um yeah. you know, and so at the same time, right? I also start to think about you know, and again, this is where the league, you know, like this bigger picture thing comes in with the league. How many teams are you really going to need him to be on the ball f- like that are going to put him un- under pressure on the ball and how many t- how many teams that you're going to play? Is he just gonna be able to have zero pressure in front of him? And say any that? team that cares can easily undo him. Sure, but, but how I many agree. Teams care <laughs> how many teams care, right? I, and that that I think is a larger number than most MLS fans would care to admit. Yeah. So I mean, if you're gonna tell me we're gonna play Austin, you know, in the West, mm-hmm. give me Chiellini. That's probably yeah. who you want back there. You're gonna tell me we're gonna be going up against. You know, Vancouver, I think Aaron Long will probably be fine. Careful, man. Vancouver's got our number when we're playing away. <laughs> For sure. You know, but it's generally been the midfield that's been a problem against Vancouver for whatever yeah, well, reason. That's the thing is we always rotate too heavy against them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, because everyone takes them lightly. But mm-hmm. Vancouver's also not coming at you with a high press. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're in a 5-3-2 most of the time, right? And then but waiting the, for... What I will say about that is... You still need a center back who can distribute because if they sit if they sit back, you need a guy who can play a ball through those lines through that mid For block. Sure. But my so, my guess is in those situations, Ilya drops in and drops in and forms a line of three. Yeah, but see, and this again, <laughs> can you do it that way? Sure, but like why? Why, do you why have, have a center back that forces your midfield to come undone? I mean, we had a it's, goalie. It's, like a, it's just like a philosophical tick, Josh. I'm sorry. Kurt, I just you have to keep in mind. We had a goalie that we had to have the center back take the, <laughs> take the goal kicks. This is true. This not is not that true. long ago. That is, and soon after that, we won stuff. MLS yeah. Cup. So you know, it is yeah. the you know like again we've been we've been spoiled as LAFC fans because you know again the front office for as much as we've been critical at times has done an excellent job of putting a good product on the table. Yeah, oh, and, absolutely. And, they deserve and, a ton of credit for it. Yeah. And the ownership in the front office does care about winning, unlike a fair amount of the league, Yeah, right? Where it's a yeah. throwaway investment, right? Well, it's um, because you don't make money from the team. I mean, we just saw that with it's the It's their Forbes. write-off. The Forbes, yeah, it's the Forbes reporting on LAFC is now worth over a billion, right? And you see just how many teams are not, actually making a profit but have right also there. been around since 1996 yes but like you said it's a write-off and it's um it's an investment vehicle not because of the team that they own well the piece of the league that they own and the license that they have to operate one of those franchises but it's the investment in some and mm-hmm. in the overall league that makes it profitable so that's why you see so many celebrities and professional athletes hopping on because uh, it's a, as of right now, it's a profitable investment yeah. because of the other 
things that come with MLS ownership. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, you know, it's a, it's a weird conundrum that we find ourselves in. And, and you know, again, the, I'm sure the, the purists in England would be, you know, you know, having a cow over, over, over the, the structure of American football and how it's so commercialized. But Are you calling nothing, me English, Josh? Yeah. But again, it's you. nothing. What's new? <laughs> right. Right. Like right. for yeah. me, it's like I, I grew up watching, you know, like it, it became a, it's a, it's a hard realization that I faced probably in the last 10, 15 years where you realize that it's all business. Right. Yeah. And absolutely. You know, and for as much as a player can, can get invested in a community and, and can care to a certain degree because they will, they're competitors, they do want to win. Right. Mm-hmm. The one thing you don't see anymore is people slugging out in the middle of the field when they get yeah. into an altercation yeah. because it's a, it's a, it's a business decision. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's why are you going to put everyone's money on the line? Right. Is, is yeah. the, is, is, is the question that most of these guys are asking themselves when, you're like man, you know, like, you know, that's why you have all the respect towards hockey players because those guys it's built into the game, right? Yeah. But you know, I I can only ask so much of the you know you can only ask so much because you understand that there is a human being on the other side of the ball, right? That's an employee. Right. <laughs> right. You know, and again, and then so it again, and as much as we don't want to hear it, play for the badge, da da da, these different things, you know, and and LAFC more than other clubs have been a great representation of what that means to be part of the community. Um, you know, it, it is ultimately the reality of, of what we're dealing with in a single entity uh, yeah. league like Major yeah. League Soccer. And, I mean, to be fair, it's stable. And because of the structure, you can you can call it corrupt all you want. And I frequently do. <laughs> but it is profitable and attracting dollars for now. So you'd live and die by the sword. Um, anyway, so that's enough about Aaron Long. Um, Daniel Maldonado, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Hunter and International, we'll see how it looks. And hopefully he's a guy that slots right in. Hopefully Segura comes back before the end of the year. And all of a sudden your, your center back pool is very deep. I, I don't think Mamadou falls coming back. Um, I think he gets sold, um, in the way of signings, Josh, we've gone out and we've signed, uh, Steve Buke, who is a winger. Looks like he may be able to slot into the midfield, but I, I don't like that idea. Leave him on the, if he's a winger, leave him on the wing to develop. Um, Looks like the real deal. Sounds like the real deal. Reports are good. We also got uh, Diego Palencia uh, as a right back, which kind of probably moves Hollingshead back to his swing back position where he goes back and forth to to spot fill. Uh, May make Palacios expendable when the summer comes and he wants to move or, you know, the, the, the next transfer when the next winter transfer window and Hollingshead can then be your starting left back. And you've also got Timothy Tillman, who I think is a, a really smart signing in the midfield as well. Um, so how do you feel about these new signings? What What's your take here? I mean, any signing in the midfield was going to be a good signing <laughs> considering there was, yes. you know, we had four, right? And and so, and we weren't even sure if one of those, one of those four was even going to be here at the end of the window. Um, right. You know, with reports that Sifu was going to be on his way out. Yeah, and so the I do the Tim, the Tillman signing. I really like. Um, yeah. Looks like he's got something there, um, and especially at this at at the level of MLS, it's an opportunity for him to either establish himself and become, you know, a long term MLS guy, or to yeah. you know, he's young enough that if he plays well enough, that he'll get another shot, right? Because right. he's he's bounced but be be back and forth between Bundesliga one and two, right? Yeah. Yeah. Throughout. A lot of and loans so, from Bayern. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, again, here's to hope and he, you know, like that, that terminal connect connection allows him to grow in, you know, to, to grow and develop a little bit more here. Right. Um, and it should make it a little bit easier. And then you also have, you know, the fact that Sifu is likely to leave in the summer. 
Mm-hmm. And we said this, obviously, we, I think everyone is shocked that he didn't leave basically the day after the World Cup ending. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, I'm happy to have him for at least half the season if that's the case. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, you know, he's a guy that can kind of step in there and, and be that attacking, more attacking-minded eight, you know, in the system. Um, you know, because, again, it looks it looks like he's there's something there for sure. Yeah. Um, and it, it gives him a, it definitely gives him a, a, you know, a slow, you know, he is an opportunity to, to start up slowly, um, you know, let him come play behind Sifu's, which is, I, I appreciate instead of having to throw him into the fire right away. Right. Another thing that Vince brought up was the idea that Sifu might be the next uh, young DP that they sign. I like this idea a lot. I would be happy if they did it, despite all the Chicho talk that we <laughs> that we spent all that time on. Uh, what it does is it removes his U twenty two designator, so you open up another spot for a new a new signing that you find in the U twenty World Cup or something, uh, and you free up whatever gam he's eating right now on a on a larger contract. You protect his, you protect his contract. He's got a stable place, and you can just basically wait until the best offer comes in. It sounds like he's also got offers and interest from Spain, and I think I saw one for Italy as well. So uh, I think in the summer, the bigger transfer window, the bigger European window, that is, uh, you can you can bargain a bit and make sure you get every dollar out of out of that sale. Um, so I we'll see what happens, but um, that sounds like a smart move to me uh, is to make him a DP. But yeah, we'll I mean it's it's unfortunately going us going back to the need for this weird MLS accounting, right? Yeah. At a certain point, the league has to stop holding back ambitious teams. Yeah, right, and and either raise this, you know, like you know, get rid of a DP, but raise the salary cap, double, you know, quadruple the salary cap. We're probably in right. a better situation. Right. Uh, there's different things that you can do, but again, I and I don't think LAFC are one of those teams that are trying, you know, that don't want this to progress. It's likely, you know, some of these, you know, it's it's all the fo- it's all the professional football team owners, really, yeah. um, <laughs> that that seem to be dragging things. Again, because again, there's not really that investment in what they're doing. It's just, you know, they were doing a favor to, you know. Mm-hmm. To Don Garber and the guy, you know, a bunch of them came from NFL, the NFL, yeah, um, to create this league and kind of trying to catch lightning in a bottle post after the '94 World Cup. '94, '92, '94, '94, right? Um, so you know, trying to catch lightning in a bottle there, where you can just take advantage of the marketing and what you know the the fervor that you know they have for soccer and again the same thing they're trying to do now that's why you see all the stratification around major league soccer you know the apple deal all these different things because you have to have everything in place for what the assumption will be what is assumed to be a a bump post the 2026 world cup yeah yeah that that's why they're going for every bit of structure structural control that they can they can muster at this point Mm mm-hmm all right, the other guy that's kind of floating out there in the ether is Emerson Hindman, who's been training with the team, uh, spotted by some LAFC Redditors. Uh, I think uh, Ben Cox was the guy that kind of brought it to everybody's attention, but he actually credited somebody else on Reddit uh, for having spotted Emerson. I think that's a smart move. Again, it's just it's just depth. And if you have that, you have a deeper midfield than LAFC has had in a while, uh, in that you have five solid midfielders plus Chrysostomo behind them, right? So you're you're in a good spot. And really the only question mark then, I think, is who is playing striker? Uh, and again, Bowanga can do it. Vela can do it. They're not complete. Bowanga, I think, is the more complete if you go off of, like, again, that profile that, that they've given us. But then you lose his prowess on the wing as well so I think if you go into the either way if you go into the season with Vela Poku and uh, Boanga as your front three you're in a really really good spot but you're also playing CCL you're playing Open Cup you're playing Leagues Cup and whatever Campeones Cup or 
whatever other competitions you have to. So you can't run those guys into the ground completely. Um, and really, if if you don't make another forward signing, this is weird because we're always like, uh, you need another winger, really. If you don't make another forward signing, then you're only going into the season with four of them to play those three positions. So I do think you need another signing sooner rather than later. And it's got to be somebody significant. You can't just go out and grab another Musovsky and say, oh, well, this is our fifth attacker. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to get into the situation where we're trying to find guys to fill in, you know, like, what is it, the Cal Jennings of the world, you know? Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. We're trying to bring up guys from the, the MLS next, you know, squad, um, which to to a certain degree hinges their development as well at times, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of guys will that. say, yeah, bring up one of the academy kids. And it's like, until I see it from these academy kids, it's like a rule for me, right? Until I see it, I can't count on that as like a solid plan for the season. Now, me... Like, I don't watch all these games. I'm not there at the academy training. So, I don't know. Maybe Christian Torres really has it. And he's going to come good in three weeks against the Galaxy. Who knows? But I have a feeling that if he was really ready, you'd hear a lot more. It'd be more publicized. He would have played in more matches last year. That's not to say that he's never going to get there. He probably will. I think he will be an important part of the team going forward. But you have to see it with the youth prospects first um, before you can really count on it as a plan. Yeah. I mean, like it's one of those things where it's like, unless you're banging in goals left and right at the, yeah. at the level that you're at, how can we expect to get the exact, that, that production Yep, more than that production if you're not doing it already. Right. Kind right. of thing, you know, which is, you know, like I said, I, I I do think Cal Jennings probably got a little bit of a raw deal because he was he was that guy scoring left and right in in USL, right? So yeah, yeah, probably l- deserved a little bit more of an opportunity if the if the time presented to it. So I mean, but it, that's you know. that's kind of the same thing as Chicho, right? He probably mm-hmm. knows that he can go get more money if he makes a bigger signing, yeah, or they say, yeah, you can stay. We'd love to have you around, but you're not going to get a whole lot of first team minutes. And so he's like, yeah. all right, fine, we'll go somewhere else. So. And why not go play ninety minutes for a USL team, right? You know, to get another shot. Yep. Right. Yep. And so, yeah, that's where that's where, like I said, it's like if you are one of the academy guys, even too, is it better to to sit on the bench for the first team, or is it better to play every game with with the you know with the next pro team to to truly develop the latter? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so. That's why I think sometimes you see these guys sit for so long in in the youth system unless they really just pop off, yeah. um, you know. And so again, the academy has only been around for so long, so I'm I'm happy to see it grow. And it looks like you know they've been smacking teams left and right yeah. um, at every level. I mean, the so, fact that there's already five or six in the first team's orbit is incredible. Uh-huh. Like when you really think about having to build an academy from scratch in a market that's already got an MLS Academy and for a long time, a really good one, right? I mean, Galaxy absorbed all those Chivas USA players who then became like all the solid, they're all the Brian Clyburn kids, right? Mm -hmm. Um, All those, all those players already were with Galaxy. And so you have to build a brand new Academy from scratch where there's already a team and an Academy system. And so the fact that you can even produce five or six in Ordaz and Leone and Duenas and Christian Torres, I, like that's that's pretty incredible. Um, so over time, it's going to, I ha- I do think it's going to fill out the the rest of the roster quite well. Yeah, man, I'm 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 still holding out for the opp- the time where one of those guys becomes a full time starter in the squad, right? Because again, I think it's it going to be special. It's special from you know just from a from a club standpoint, but it changes the ball game from yeah. a roster standpoint when mm-hmm. you have that, because again, you, the, the budget charge is just fractional at that point. I compared. think it's like below a hundred thousand dollars for the, for the, the budget. salary cap hit. Yeah. Right. But you can actually pay them more than that. Yeah. Yeah. You can. Right. And so, I mean, it, in, unless it's a guy like, uh, Jesus Ferreira, where it's like you make him a DP, then, 
I mean, it basically costs you nothing to hold on to these kids, mm-hmm. salary and, cap wise. Yeah, and so again, yeah. then that's that's where now you have these situations, you know, where you can you can the the roster just becomes so much more balanced because there's just less money to have to spend across the board. Yeah, um, you know, so you know, which is why MLS. I mean, to again to its credit, which is why MLS gives expansion side so much allocation money mm-hmm. is because they don't have that advantage yet. So. Um. Yeah, it, it, it's only a matter of time, and we'll start seeing him. We'll see him coming through. I I do think having LAFC two is going to help as well, where they're getting professional matches on the regular, um, and playing within that system. Right? You go to lights, you go to Orange County, whatever it is. You're not always guaranteed the same level of interest and and push that you would get from an actual LAFC team, but. I think that rounds out the roster talk. I mean, unless you have any ideas on strikers that we should target, Josh. I mean, Ola Kamara's out there. (laughs) (laughs) He's the only one I can think of at the moment. There's not many, man. It's, uh, did you mean Kai Kamara? No, Ola Kamara. You want Ola? I mean, he scored goals for DC United. Yeah. I think that one year. Scoring goals for someone for a little bit there. Yeah. Then he went to, then they paired him with Zlatan, and I don't know what happened to him after that. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't, I don't know. It's, it is tough because you're out of the transfer window, so you're looking for a guy that's kind of expendable, right? Um, at their current club, that is. So, a man Aubameyang would would have been just the perfect fit to get you to the next transfer window. Um, but if he doesn't want to come, he doesn't want to come. Yeah. What are you going to do? You know, but I I do think that that's probably, you can take advantage of that profile if it doesn't, if it doesn't explode up the locker room. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, some of these guys that just need to get run to, to get to that next contract or whatever it be. But how, how do you know that some of these guys don't just fall in love with it when they get here? Right. Just be right. content. I like, mean, yeah, I think I'm that's kind of what you bet on if for mm-hmm. bringing in a guy like Obama Yang, right? You bring him in, you say, look, man, just come for four months. You're going to make all your money because Chelsea's paying you. <laughs> Which I, the fact that JT even got Chelsea to agree to that deal is rather incredible. Like, again, give the man his due. because, And you can take solace in the fact that he's at the wheel because he's solid. He's solid. And I mean, just the audacity to even ask about something like that, let alone put it together is, is something special. I think. Yeah. So. I think, I think one of the biggest scares I had this off season was people talking about how he needed to be the next general manager or sporting director of the national team. I was like, Nope. Yeah. Stay away. Yeah. Get, a, get away from, get away from him because I can't lose the drunk JT account on my feed. <laughs> it is a gem. Uh, if you, yeah, if that goes to USMNT Twitter, it's it's gonna be run straight into the ground. Um, yeah, we can't lose him or yeah. Chirundolo. There's a lot of talk about Chirundolo too. I get it. He had an incredible season and won an MLS Cup and supporters you won a double in his first year. But let the guy grow. I think same thing with Jesse Marsh. Really, like let them let them do their thing for a while. There's no need to go grab a young American coach who's just kind of finding his feet and starting to have success. Let that, let that, you know, foster that a little bit more before you bring him into a national team. But I did find it interesting that Jim Curtin said he would give up a head coaching gig to become an assistant for the national team. Sign him up. I'd feel yeah. much more comfortable with him as, as an assistant than something else. But I really, they just need to get out of the network. Go grab Pochettino or something. Yeah, and like just go for it. Just pay someone, especially for a, as big a cycle as this is. You can't. There's no. There's yeah. no need to to play it safe. No, no. Anyway, not to get too sidetracked by that. Uh, Josh, any other LAFC stuff that we need to get to or that we've missed? No, I just can't wait for the start of the season. We're what I'm two excited. and a half weeks out or something like that now. Yeah, yeah. So, I I am definitely excited. Uh, even though, again, we're, we we come here and we talk about all the things, all, like all the holes that we see still, 
Um, LAFC are going to be a good team in MLS this year because they returned most of their contributing pieces, right? Um, so uh, it's, you can you can have you can hold your heads high because I mean the starting eleven is basically the same, right? You don't have Chicho, but Bawanga's ready. Opoku is ready. Vela's still there. Same midfield, right? Um, you have your same two center backs. I'm assuming Mario and Chiellini. Uh, I should say I'm hoping <laughs> Mario and Chiellini uh, and Palacios and Hollingshead, right? It, do, have you heard anything about Cropo, by the way, and his rehab? I mean, I saw he's out of out of his walking boot, and he's. I mean, he's walking around in all the videos, right? He, he's yeah. definitely he's Which, got a noticeable again, with, limp. With with bone breaks, it's that's fairly typical. Right, unless there yeah, was some I kind mean, of ligament, because of this the compound nature of this fracture, it, you know, yeah. it's a longer healing process. But if there was yeah. soft tissue damage, that's always that's yeah. always the biggest the thing yeah. that's going to take the longest, and we weren't sure to what ex- the extent to which of the injury, where we will never know. Yeah. Right? So, um, but yeah, if like a straight bone break, he'd probably be back by the start of the season. Yeah, right? I mean, you're talking about six weeks. Mm-hmm. To, with with this to one, that I've, bone. Probably by April, May, right? I wasn't worried about it until they went out and they signed Jakopovic. Jak- yeah, yeah. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, all right, it's going to be a while because they went out and signed another starter. Uh, McCarthy will still be the backup. And then they went, out, they went and grabbed uh, Romero, Abraham mm-hmm. Romero. He's a third. Yeah, I mean, I I assume he's the LAFC two hmm. keeper is the deal there. But yeah, I mean, maybe it just gives you you don't have to rush him back, right? Because ultimately, that's the biggest thing is you don't want him to have to have to come back yeah. sooner than later. Um, you know, because again, with the amount of and there's going to be games to go around. Oh yeah, right? definitely. So my question for you before we start to wrap up is, what is your priority of competition? Like how do you prioritize question. the various competitions that we're we're currently in post post the, the the double? I think you do have to sacrifice something, and I'm going to sacrifice the supporter shield to compete in CCL. So you you say we're gonna we're gonna make a run at CCL. We're going to compete still in the league and get to MLS Cup final. Or, you know, and go for another MLS Cup, I should say. Um, so I guess I guess that's what it would be. It would be CCL, at least to mm. start the season. CCL and then MLS Cup, mm-hmm. MLS regular season, Open Cup, and Leagues Cup. League's Cup, is that the fifth one? Mm-hmm. I can't ever keep it straight, dude. Yeah. Uh, I think I think if you prioritize it that way, you still ensure that you get to the playoffs um, and that you're playing good football week in and week out. Now, by- does League's Cup have a CCL berth on the line? On the line? Ooh, I don't know. I I bet it does, though. And then if it does... Do you prioritize that versus Open Cup? Because Open Cup, you're playing against MLS teams versus. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they, I don't think they prioritize. They truly prioritize Open Cup until, you know, a quarterfinal or semifinal. So, which is, I mean, that's been the case. Yeah, yeah. You kind of see what see what happens. If you make it through, you make it through. If not, whatever. But, yeah, I, I think, I think that's it for me. Are you? Do you have it differently there? Yeah, I think my only one would be if League's Cup is maybe it's just because I want to beat the Mexican teams. Yeah, right. It's always good yeah. to to stick it to the Liga MX, you know, squad. <laughs> um, yeah, that's probably the only one where like, okay, you would you want to win? You don't want to like if you're in that competition. I'll go. Let me get knocked out by Vancouver. Right. Right. Know. I'm not. I'm not trying to lose to, you know, to one of the Mexican teams. Yeah, it depends on who you draw. Yeah, you draw yeah. Leon, you got to go for it, right? Yeah, for sure. Can't you be know, embarrassed. If, 
you draw Columbus. Okay, Let's see see what happens. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it's I think they're probably paradox, right? they're going to be in the in probably in the same situation, right? Where yeah, they're they're looking at okay, how do we juggle and balance the season yeah. versus you know, given given the amount of shifts that Liga Mekis has made this past year to try and make the league more relevant. Yeah. Um, you know, there's it feels like there's more, a lot more at stake with those games mm-hmm. now than there were previously. The one thing that really worries me about prioritizing CCL is that we don't have a striker on the roster. And I don't I don't think you can go for it in the league and in CCL running four forwards and at least one of those out of position. I just, I don't, I don't think it's going to work. So to me, there's, there's gotta be a striker signing in the mix. Um, yeah. I just have to wonder if it comes via like a, a Tam Aubameyang style signing, or is it just more depth? You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, you need a starter is what I mean. Diego Rossi on loan from. <laughs> they never played him a striker, anyways, Josh. Yeah, but you have you still have everyone else there. Chicho Rongo on loan from Pachuca. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, this league drives me crazy sometimes, yeah. man. Because the, the likelihood is you're gonna end up running with. I don't even know who. Was it Sebastian Soto's gonna come from the come back from nowhere? Oof. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's the only person I could think of offhand that never, you know, from that generation that never hit what they were supposed to. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, what is Ledesma's couple, you know, talking to New York? Yep, yep, he is. So, you know, all right. Go there? I don't know. Well, Josh, thank you. We're, we're happy to participate in MLS Monday. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we get a couple more episodes before the season starts because we have a couple more signings. Uh, you can follow the show at counterpress underscore me at Kirk Kinsey and Josh. LAFC Josh on Twitter. All right. We'll talk to you all next time. Good night.